How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me here, uh, Tim Kelly. How's it going, Tim? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Lymph okay. is another thing uh, that needs to flow. And guess what? Uh, nature planned for you to get your lymph to flow by you exercising. So the plan there that uh, nature came up with was to put the major lymph nodes in areas where you were most likely to move. So the major lymph nodes are in the armpits and the groin. So uh, when we later, uh, we were, you know what? We might not get to this topic later since it sounded like uh, we might skip this one. So I'll just inject this uh, little piece of information here in relation yeah. to our protein discussion. You were asking a little bit about uh, protein and I was saying that my recommendations for protein are much lower than uh, some other people out there. Well, one of the things to watch out for with too much protein is the lymphatic system becoming clogged. Um, there's a, a pioneer, there aren't too many people who have this profession, uh, a lymphologist. Uh, it's someone who studies specifically the lymph. And he noted that exercise was very important. Because, so when you move your arms and you move your legs, you're stimulating the lymph to flow. That was nature's plan, that you would get up and move. So if you don't move, if you're not getting enough exercise, your lymph will become clogged. So what West developed in his research was what he called lymphocyzing, which was a super fancy word for doing little bounces on a trampoline. So <laughs> what he would find would be some people who were older and you know maybe you would say, hey, okay, you know, hit the gym, we're gonna do 50 laps. And they're like, no, oh, okay, that's a little too much. So they would just get these people onto a trampoline and just say, okay, do a few bounces. So if they would do a few bounces, they would get the lymph to move. And, you know, sometimes it just kicked up so many toxins. They were like, wow, that's so much. But in other cases, they started to get healthier if they can get their lymph to move. But if you consume too much protein, it can start blocking cell gates and clog the lymph. Yeah. And I, I think an easy way to check that too is just blood pressure. I know if I'm eating too much meat, I see, start seeing that skyrocketing and then I'll go on. Now I'm on a five day uh, vegan diet and in a week and a half just saw the blood pressure shot down next to nothing. Okay. So you, so you can see just the effects of just a couple of weeks of cutting out meat and protein. Right. So that brings us a little bit to um, the observations of Dr. Hulda Clark. So she broke down the seven different types of kidney stones. Uh, the first three are variants of calcium phosphate. Uh, one is oxalate. That generally comes from not getting enough greens because you need magnesium to prevent those. Mm -hmm. but the ones that you're talking about, I've had a friend of mine also had a similar problem. So to be very specific about what's going on there, what we're trying to avoid is uric acid crystal formation. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you consume too much protein. So eventually if that's pushed too far, you'll end up like my buddy did. He was working out and consuming a lot of protein and he ended up in the territory of what's called the disease of Kings gout. Yep. So, so yeah, you picture the, the classic fat King with a chicken leg and stuff like that. Yeah. The reason why they were getting gout was because they were just meat for breakfast, meat for lunch, meat for dinner just constant meat. So the, the point I was going to mention to you about uh, part of where my own research led to keeping the protein levels a little bit lower were animal breeders. So 
a lot of the animal breeders, I mean, not that they were doing the most wondrous work for the world, world. Yeah. some of them were raising mink to slaughter them and take their pelts. Yeah. But when they were breeding them and they wanted them to, wanted them to be as healthy as possible and, and have the best coats and everything like that, what they observed was that in terms of total intake, once you got above 11% protein, you tended to have uric acid crystal formation. So when people are asking, okay, so where are you getting this idea from that you got to be careful with how much protein? One from C. Samuel West, he wrote a book called Golden Seven Plus One. Um, the animal breeder stuff that I just mentioned can be found in Folk Medicine by D.C. Jarvis. He practiced medicine in Vermont, and that was what he observed were the risks of consuming too much protein. And then the other thing I, I say on that, well, okay, here's something else I should probably mention since you've spent so much time in the gym yourself. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, not a glamorous topic, I know, um, that happens when people consume too much protein is flatulence, okay? So I've seen this several times. I remember watching one time there was a documentary and there was this bodybuilder and then, you know, people were even making a lot of jokes about all the flatulence. Okay, so I know it's a common joke that's been around for a really long period of time or, you know, people will say things like, uh, this guy thinks his stuff doesn't stink or um, <laughs> this guy thinks that, you know, he, he'll never pass gas or something like that. Okay, shocking news flash, okay? You're not actually supposed to be gassy, okay? A lot of the reasons why you're becoming gassy is because of too much protein. So yeah, it's just a byproduct of too much. Right, and basically what's happening is this stuff is not breaking down. It's rotting in your intestines. And what's happening is, a lot of the germs are starting to proliferate in a negative environment. They're producing the gas, okay? So when this gas is coming out, that's actually your body telling you your intestines are getting off track here. You need to keep them clean and you need to keep the levels of protein low so that you don't actually produce gas. Something else that this, people will probably be so shocked they won't believe it, but we're not actually supposed to stink. We're not actually supposed to require deodorant and stuff like that. We've gotten used to it. We think that it's natural to have all these strange odors coming off our body. But if we keep our internal environment clean, chlorophyll is actually something that has a reputation as an internal deodorant. You can eat the right foods and keep your internal environment healthy, and you can actually smell pretty good without deodorant. That's the way we're actually supposed to be this entire time. Yeah. So that's well, keep, go ahead. I was going to say, in, in my world of uh, personal training and some people going into bodybuilding, they're like, well, I need, I need all this protein to bodybuild and, you know, that's how I'm going to get there. And yeah, that, that will get you there. But if you think that bodybuilding and getting to the size is the epitome of health, you're, you're wrong. It's, it's risk reward when you go down that path and it's, it's not a healthy one. So that's, that's something to think about when you know, you're, you're looking at magazines or like, I'm going to look like this guy. That's, that's not the epitome of human health. So I totally agree with that. And that's something that, you know, I, I remember I was actually watching a documentary uh, with the bodybuilders and one guy turned to the other guy and he said something about health. And the first guy looked at him and just had this strange look on his face. He said, health, you think we're healthy? Um, <laughs> yeah. At least he knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's so many different problems. Um, there's the blood pressure and like, like you mentioned, um, that's one of the serious problems. And then there's the liver damage. That's 
a lot of this does actually relate to too much protein. So if you take your protein too far, you'll have intestinal damage, you'll have liver damage, and you'll have kidney damage. Mm -hmm. So is it really worth it to, to go down that road? Um, and and the, while we're on the subject, crazy low body fat, I mean, what do you yeah. think you're doing to yourself? That will not be healthy. Yeah, so they I'm, don't. They don't ever publicize the the bodybuilders that get down to one and a half, three percent for their shows, and some of them that actually pass away. That's and insane. It's insane. Why? <laughs> yeah. So your your brain, it's mostly fat. So if you don't consume fat, well, there goes your brain, and there's mm -hmm. your joints, and like we said, the hormones and stuff like that. Yeah, it was interesting for me. I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so you know we used to see the Pittsburgh Steelers were, I guess, among the first to get in on that steroid craze. And I had no idea what was going on when I was growing up. I, I thought, wow, you know, those guys must have some spectacular genes to be getting that big and everything. <laughs> and then eventually there came a day where I saw this television show that said, okay, we're going to televise natural bodybuilding. And then I thought, okay, wait a minute. What was I watching before? Uh, so then you see the natural bodybuilders and it's like, whoa, this is a completely different world. And then you realize that all of the guys that you had seen before were doing the steroids and uh, getting the road rage and uh, pimples on the back. Um, at one point, in one of the jobs I was uh, working uh, a few decade or more ago, um, one of the famous pro wrestlers came into the store and um there was a little bit of buzz and everyone was excited to see him, um, but he wanted to make a copy of uh, something he brought with him. And it was a photo. So he passed it across and he said, you know what that is? And we were looking at this weird brownish mass like, no, don't know what that is. So that's my liver because uh, they had like a, a part of it that they had cut out because he had done so much damage yeah. internally from what it's he was not supposed doing. to look like that. <laughs> no, not at all. So. Tim, how, how do my listeners get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of your book? Uh, do you have any social media, website? I do have a website. It's uh, Polytope Press. That's P-O-L-Y-T-O-P-E. And if you go to DuckDuckGo, the search engine, and you type Polytope Press in the search box, the website will be the first one that comes up. Uh, it has an unusual address, uh, so it might just be easier to just follow those instructions to get there. And you can look up the books, Natural Healing Self-Empowerment or OptiFlex, and that should help guide you to the website as well. And I'd love to hear from people because I'm always like to get feedback from experiences that people are having if they're pursuing these ideas. Awesome. And uh, everyone knows I always uh, throw in all the details in the written form as links for uh... The podcast on spotify or apple so you can just click on the links and go to from there um but uh tim i uh, thank you for your time and thank you for being on the show and i'm sure we'll get you on for a few more episodes as well i look forward to it thanks for having me awesome thank you